0: We're live. Sweet. We actually nailed this one today. That's awesome. Welcome to another episode of the Perth Fit Fam Live podcast. We are here with our good friend Jared White from Metabolic Measures again to do the follow up for the keto trial.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting times, Brendo. We've uh, we've been able to come together and sort of run the fine-tooth comb over your results, so to speak, and uh, come back with a verdict, I guess, on the uh, effectiveness of of your keto trial.
0: (laughs) I know. So um, I haven't even seen the results yet. We haven't gone through it. Um, I think they come in just before I went overseas. But for those who are just tuning in, um, pretty much what we're doing through this year or what I'm doing through this year is going through a combination of... um, Uh, I guess cult-like and varying diets, and we started off with a baseline diet. The past, pretty much 12 weeks, we've been doing keto, and if you don't know what that is, it's a high-fat diet, so you're looking at about 75% fat, 20% protein, 5% carbs, and we tracked that. Um, We just finished the keto diet, and now I'm on to vegan, hence the vegan CrossFitter shirt. i am bring it back, I love this shirt. So just a bit of housekeeping, make sure you send in your questions, comment them below. Brett's over here, and he's going to be able to send them through for us. And without further ado, metabolic measures. Jared, welcome on again. Thank
1: you very much for having us, Brendo. Always good to be here. I apologise for the way I'm dressed as well. I thought it's cold and I want to look like Brendo, so I thought I'll dress down a little bit and I'll pop a cap on and I'll feel well and truly a part of it. So yeah, thanks for having us along again and looking forward to uh, discussing... All things Brendo, and uh, and you know how you found the uh, the whole process through through the time you were doing it.
0: So I guess starting off and giving people a bit of an intro, so they know about me. They know that we've been doing the um, uh, keto diet, um, but a little bit about metabolic measures. We're inside the van at the moment. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah. So we're
1: um, I guess we're a, a, a multifaceted business, and that we aim to bring the latest sort of tracking technologies to to the masses and to the public, and give you access to. Um, technology that you might normally have uh, access to or uh, traditionally for elite athletes or our medical facilities. Um, We are like a physician-led service so we do have an in-house doctor that coordinates uh, all this. We have a team of exercise physiologists, physiotherapists, uh, nutritionists, etc to peruse over the data and make sure people like Brendo are uh, pulling their weight and doing uh, doing what they should. But yeah we offer a, a whole suite of services Aim to be accessible to the general public. We offer private health rebates as well as uh, Medicare where applicable. Mm -hmm. So um, we've got the van, we've got a clinic coming soon and um, we're just aiming to help the people of Perth get fitter and healthier.
0: Awesome. So clinic coming soon um, in, are we allowed to say? Yeah, well we're we're still going through some council approval processes,
1: so so watch this space, (laughs) but um, as you know that can be fairly uh, laborious with (laughs) with council approval. So watch this space but you'll be the first to know through Perth FitFam anyway when we're up in business and, and ready to run.
0: Yeah and as everyone knows Metabolic Measures is one of my favourite businesses in Perth so you will definitely find out through Perth FitFam. Um, so first of all let's run through some of the results in comparison. So 12 weeks keto, high fat, what did you think was going to happen?
1: Um, I sort of hypothesised that being a pretty fit and healthy person like yourself I didn't think we'd see uh, monumental changes. Um, mm. I thought your sort of current, you know, pre-diet status was pretty good. You know, you're very active, very fit, mm. good muscle mass, and we'd expect all your sort of blood chemistry, and that would be good. Um, and then we, when we sort of look through your results, we, we, were, I mean, I'm pretty impressed by you in general, Brendo. But I think overall, um, we did, I didn't see personally anything that I didn't think we would see. Okay. Um, and we can kind of touch on what we potentially might see in different subject groups, I guess, as we go along. Yeah. But um, yep. overall, yours was pretty much what I thought it would be.
0: Okay. Well, I reckon let's delve into the results because it's quite a bit to go through and people are going to have questions um, as things come through. So like I said, make sure you jump on and Brett's going to shoot them through for us. At the end of it I'll let people know what I thought was going to happen yeah. <laughs> and then what actually happened a bit, a bit of a guessing game yeah, yeah. so we'll no. wrap through from there so all right let's get kicked off what are we looking at first so um, as you know we did sort of a
1: full blood work up initially um, and that looked at things like thyroid function testosterone you know sort of male androgen panel we looked at the general blood count, so we're looking at things like immunity sort of white cell um, you know count hemoglobin all those things that are part of your normal sort of you know routine blood um, examination. Mm-hmm. And, and some of those key performance markers like, um, as I mentioned, testosterone. Things like C-reactive proteins, so inflammatory markers. Mm-hmm. Things that, I guess, have been hypothesised to change on a, on a ketogenic diet. And we hear this, I guess, this term thrown around of globalised systemic inflammation uh, in your body in an inflamed state. So it's obviously interesting to look at, at your progress and see whether any of that's changed. Okay. Um, and, you know, whether your system is running better and, uh, and is sort of following the, some of the I guess, the recommendations or the, the adages that these people are putting forth with the benefits of a ketogenic diet.
0: So, yeah, some of the claims um, that people will do a keto diet for is for anti-inflammatory, yep, yep. Um, for cognitive function, absolutely, which is yep. hard to measure, so obviously we're yeah, not gonna be able to yep. measure that here. Yep. Um, I can only give feedback on that. Yep. Um, but the other things would be, um, they do claim fat loss more within fitness circles, you know, yeah, performance, absolutely. these sort of things. Yep. But going right back to the start, just so people know um, how it works, um, is, sorry. Um, sorry, just trying to get back on track. Yeah, you're all right. We're <laughs> <laughs> feedback from the crew saying the is not super
2: great,
0: guys. Okay, cool. Thank you. Is that my um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're okay. Just um, keep on giving the questions. That should be good for you guys now. Um, and then the other, uh, I guess, more... What keto was designed for specifically um, was for people with neuro disorders, uh, things like Alzheimer's, epilepsy, mm. these sort of yeah, things. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I guess the premise behind that is, is stabilising blood sugar levels, um, improving that metabolic profile. So you're reducing the risk of things like small vessel disease, diabetes by basically uh, reducing the exposure of those you know peaks and troughs we see with high blood sugar levels and then the effect of insulin becoming non-effective or insulin resistant is a word that's become you know quite popular. And it's the, the hypothesis behind a ketogenic diet or a low low carbohydrate diet is that you can stabilise that side of your metabolic profile, which in turn leads to anti ageing. It leads to reducing the the fuel, I guess, for things like cancer that we um, we you know are thinking. Okay, glucose can be a potential fuel for these um, for these metastatic cells and those types of things. So mm-hmm. by reducing those peaks and troughs, can we therefore make a healthier person? Um, the interesting one, obviously, and it's anecdotal and talking to you, is athletic performance. You know, we hear yep. a lot of people talk about improved endurance performance, becoming fat adapted. Yep. Um, you know, these sorts of terms that are being thrown around and I guess we can we can look at your performance and we can also throw to you for how you felt and yep. your, you know, things like cognition, the way you feel throughout the day, um, perception of energy levels mm-hmm. uh, and all those things that we hear
0: so many good good sort of quotes about. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's delve into it and let's see um, some of the results. Sorry, to yeah. through so, through with this. if
1: we look at, um, so your sort of basic, um, you know, some things tracked up, to, you know, your calcium and potassium, uh, calcium levels were good and we know you've got good bone density, so that was fairly optimised there and you're in a good zone. Yep. Potassium, um, you know, which is important for things like blood pressure, was good anyway. Yep. Um, your sodium, something that maintains fluid balance, it's sort of improved a little bit, so maybe you had been drinking a bit more water there, Brendo, or you electrolyte balance a bit better, so really basic sort of stuff. If we look at things like testosterone, um, you had, you know, good testosterone as it was and it was sort of, um, it had been optimised throughout the process, so we didn't see a huge change in that. Sure. And we do hear people talk about, um, you, know, um, you know, steroid hormones being synthesised from fat. Yep. So you're naturally increasing good fats in your diet, you would hypothesise that, you know, your, your ability to produce testosterone or at least synthesise testosterone would increase. And like I think I mentioned with you before, you know, you're at a really good baseline level. But if we were to, if we were to take it with sedentary, and overweight, um, you know, potentially pre-diabetic, low testosterone, high percentage of body fat, those types of things, we might see a more of a radical change in that in that particular subject group as well. Sure. So overall, I mean, yours are looking pretty good. Um, your, your overall testosterone and free testosterone was good. Okay. Um, liver function, everything was good. You know, if we look through your your glucose. Um, uh, you know, you sort of your glucose tolerance had improved over time, and it wasn't in an optimized zone. But these optimized zones are neither here nor there when we're looking at your athlete performance. I think you know that was fairly stable for you there. Um, everything else was pretty good. Triglycerides, lipids, um, some of your your inflammatory markers were. Out of the optimal zone, which was interesting. So um, when we look at things like CRP, and then we combine that with um, some of the inflammatory markers, we didn't see a huge change in that. So we didn't see
0: an improvement. Or so people won't see this, but there was no change in no, no. And
1: we had, and when we looked at CRP um, and, and sensitive C-reactive protein, there was no um, there was no change across the the period that we tested you in. So okay. everything sort of remained relatively similar for you, which was yep. interesting. Um, you, did you increase it? we asked you potentially to increase your mag, did you?
0: Yeah, I started using supplemental magnesium. Yeah, yeah so
1: that had gone up. That'd probably been the highest spike. Um, yeah. so that was you know something we'd flagged early on. But yep. if you look overall when we're looking at your general blood work, I think most of the things for you stayed relatively the same. Um mm-hmm. well, it doesn't sound as glamorous, we hope to see huge changes, but I think yeah. um as I prefaced it before, you naturally had a really good sort of pre-study state. So we didn't expect to see amazing changes, and if you had added a zinc and magnesium supplement, for example, that would explain that that spike into the optimised zone that we'd seen.
0: Yeah, 100%. So that was one thing that we did address. You um, said that magnesium was low, and that was something that I could fix straight away, yeah, so we did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the inflammatory, was, uh, the um, inflammatory markers was obviously low at least. Yeah, risk. yeah, and I think
1: because, you know, for someone like yourself who's probably been fit and active for a long period of time, would suspect that would have relatively low systemic inflammation, inflammation, has no problems with diabetes,
0: Okay. doesn't
1: have anything like uh, you know, any rheumatoid factor, positive disease in the family, no rheumatoid arthritis, yep. no um, um, ankylosing spondylitis, any of these medical conditions that might predispose you to high levels of C-reactive protein. Sure. You know, across the board, um, it hadn't had a huge impact on your blood chemistry, as, a, as just as a general snapshot of your fitness anyway. Yep. And look, we could extrapolate and say, if we did this over a year, maybe we'd see more more consistent changes. Um, if we did it with a subject group that was males, 45, very sedentary, with no previous exercise history, we could see huge changes in that period of time.
0: Massively. Yeah, yep.
1: and it'd be interesting too. And that's where I guess this sort of information becomes valuable is looking at different subject groups. And once again, the one size fits all doesn't always fit all. Yep. And then it comes back to how you felt you could add that to your lifestyle, how you felt the ketogenic uh, diet impacted your life, whether it was something you could maintain, whether it was something that affected your performance. Um, All these things then come into this picture as well, but overall we can say you haven't done any damage. Yes, Uh, okay good. (laughs) Things haven't, um, you know, um, absolutely skyrocketed in any area and you very much maintain stasis across the whole period.
0: Now, talking about doing damage, because we had tests last time, um, which were on my thyroid thyroid function, yes, we do have that on here. (laughs) And and that was, actually, I'll I'll let you explain, because we did a TSH.
1: Yeah, so your TSH was slightly out of the optimal range, which can mean uh, a a whole heap of things. Basically, in thyroid panel workup, we had the doctor order um, T3, free T3, T4... Um, and basically use them as markers of the available thyroid hormone in your body.
0: So with that, let's just explain to people, because you've got the um, TSH, Yep. now that is the kind of entry level test that everyone can get. Yeah, and
1: it depends on what your doctor, I mean most people will have a thyroid function test as part of their workup, and I think it's one of those things that gets a whole lot of attention, and people say, you know, it's glandular, it's got to be my thyroid. Quite often, to be fair, the thyroid comes back fairly normal, and we're looking in other places then, so for you, you know, your TSH was out of optimal range and we thought, okay, well, um, you know, is your thyroid, do you, do you have some sort of hyperactivity there? Do we need to test that or is there some hypoactivity? So when we look at your your free T3, T4, you know, the normal markers of available thyroid hormones, yours are fine. So you're okay. right in the optimal range in a truly healthy specimen, Brendo. So nice. no, that was all good. And and that's the, 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 the preliminary test is, you know, we would use that as part of the workup. And if there's anything concerning, then obviously we can test for that. Um, And also, it might be something you chat to your GP about. But I think it's something that gets a lot of attention. Um, And there is, look, there is some um, pouring through the research. There is some suggestions that lower carbohydrate diets may long-term affect your thyroid function. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's sort of part of that feedback loop there where that that level of glucose in your body Mm. um, could have an impact on, you know, your circulating thyroid hormones. And it's been something that's hypothesized. There's a few research papers that have looked at it, but it's sort of, it's the jury's out at the moment.
0: So with that because once the once the TSH came in, I think that's when I started to get Concerns, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out, <laughs> and so I started a refed day, yeah, yeah, every week. So I would eat carbs and come out of ketosis yeah, every week, yeah. The issue that I found doing that was, um, you'd have to get back into ketosis, so you know, I'd, I'd have the cheat on a Sunday, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, I'd be sluggish in training, yeah, and then it was yeah. kind of
1: like, uh, what's the point, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess you're you're sort of Doing a, a cyclical keto diet, aren't you? And that you That's get the was, benefits yeah. of having a, a, a replenishment of, of glycogen, which will be in the muscles and potentially in the liver as well once you fill that up, um, which is going to make you potentially feel sluggish. You know, you've got a, a big surge in uh, in the available energy that you've got in your body, and some people report that when they do have like a refeed, they will feel a little bit sluggish. But once again, it's it's interesting because some people tend to lose lots of fat on this this diet thyroid function seems to be optimised, they seem to do really well. Other people tend to find that it goes the other way. So yep. everyone's different in the way our internal set points are, I, I guess, geared, can be different from yourself to me, to Brett, to, to anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was, that was it was interesting to look at, and I think, you know, my general hypothesis was, I think, you as a subject um, in, a, in a study of one, yep. um, which is the most basic study you can do, <laughs> um, which is good because it gives us an opportunity to look through everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought because of your current status in fitness, you were a fit, healthy guy that we wouldn't see the massive changes. But really, yeah. to put it to the sword, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so w- the interesting one was we, when we did the um, sort of a bit of a uh, uh, VO2 max test on you, you did mention, um, well, we can straight away go to your results, which okay. it actually decreased. So we'd lost some some ability to utilise oxygen over that um, seven times uh, one mi- uh, seven times four minute um, protocol that we utilised initially to test yep. your fitness did that on a Concept 2 um, with a net car machine. So you came in at uh, 58.22 litres of oxygen per kilo per minute to start with. Yep. Um, and that had actually dropped to 56.15. Um, yep. When I looked over your data as well, your ability to produce force over that period of time had dropped off quite a lot. So particularly in the last two rep um, segments of the exercise protocol when we ask you to produce greater levels of force, particularly the last one where it's maximal, um, you were significantly down on the wattage that you produced in the first test. Yep. And I remember talking to you um, yeah, anecdotally when you got off the test, and if we're looking at perceived rate of exertion, you seemed like you were doing it much harder the last time around than you were the first time around.
0: Yeah, massively. So that was like, oh, I hit the ground. The first time we did it, I come off, and I think you even Brett, well, yeah, Brett was still kind of like, you didn't push hard. Yeah. Like, no, that was, to, that was to that limit, but I'm yeah. used to working at that capacity. Um, Coming off the second time, I was it was like death, and it yeah. was a struggle, and yeah. I felt like I put in a lot more effort, um, and I think so from our point, that probably is more so, you know, my training, and so what's been happening with training and your ability to train, and I was reaching like a certain level of what I felt like burnout yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, and I think
1: that's a really good point. Um, like, if we looked at your training history, I mean, you're still training consistently over that yep. period of time but you're finding that you're falling away in workouts and that, and particularly at those higher threshold workouts, that last you know block where we really asked you to go for everything, your stroke rate, your wattage, um, and even your maximal heart rate that you're able to reach was consistently down. Okay. You also reached a much higher heart rate earlier in the protocol than you did last time. So yep. really, really interesting there yeah, when we talk about um, you know, fat being the preferential substrate for performance, is there that sort of ceiling effect where you reach a threshold where you need that available glucose to power that particular party performance, and when you're requiring more of your body, um, you know more more than just oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that affecting your performance? And mm-hmm. anecdotally, we can say yes because it was hard for you. And then when we look at the results, you definitely were down.
0: Yeah, absolutely, So the results started to decline. I would say just so people don't say, "Oh, it's keto, it's keto." Yeah. I'll yeah. probably ask, probably ask to do more with training, yeah. but the ability I feel to recover yeah. and to perform at capacity is probably slightly less. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's a pretty pragmatic way of looking at it. I think a, as yeah. an internal driver you're very good. Most people are pretty good at analyzing their performance and if you do the same thing week in, week out, you can track it and that's what I've aimed to do here is compare pre and post. Yep. and see whether there's been any change at all and yeah, look that there, that's definitely a decline in performance there as well. So interesting and um what is definitely food for thought when we're looking at fueling, fueling for sport performance as well. Yep. So yeah. I know there will be a lot of people out there that will have strong opinions on this and look I'm I'm um, certainly uh, on the fence, this is just the raw data that we've, we've been able to capture as well, so.
0: Easy, so that's VO2 max, so what else do we have?
1: Um, your resting metabolic rate had stayed relatively the same, you're still around 1,900 calories. Um, we mm-hmm. didn't see, expect to see a huge drop off in that area. Um, you know, you hadn't lost a huge amount of lean muscle mass, you still kept up your training. Mm-hmm. Um, suggestions are that, you know, a ketogenic diet may increase your, your metabolic rate um, through, you know, using, utilizing fat or becoming more of a fat-burning uh, machine than you would, by just ingesting carbohydrates regularly, so yep. um, it didn't really give us any solid weight in in that regard, and it sort of very much came back the same. Okay, um, kept the standardised test conditions as well, so we're, we're pretty confident in that. Mm-hmm. When we look at your body composition results, um, okay, things that sort of so obviously you we used uh, um, dual X-ray absorptiometry or DEXA to uh, analyse your your body again, and really for you, you know, you had lost some body fat percentage when you started. Um, previous time you were sitting at 15.7% body fat. When we tracked you over that period, you came down to fifteen percent But you did lose a little bit of muscle mass in the process there as well. So um, if we go, sorry, fat mass has gone down from 11 kilos 9.21, yep. down to 11 kilos 559. So there was a, a 448 gram fat loss. So there, okay. what you're thinking with ketogenic diet and fat loss, there was a, an appreciable fat loss. But there definitely was some lean muscle mass
0: loss. Um, the second time around. The second
1: time round, by about 400 grams as well. So you'd lost mm. about the same amount of fat and muscle.
0: I would say, based on that, um, just so people understand how that would have worked out, um, the muscle gain, when I started keto, I started training... More, in, more intense yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. More, yep. more intense I did the competition yep. Um, I was doing a keto diet so I would say yes you can build muscle on a keto diet provided that you're training that capacity yeah, to warrant yep. that and eating it yep. but then towards the end I actually stopped counting calories and I was eating a lot less just because you don't get hungry on yeah, a keto yeah. diet yeah, that's and a great point. drops close to half a kilo of muscle of mass. muscle Yeah. Yeah. yeah and
1: look that's that's probably a really good point because you've dropped Your 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 satiety's there. You feel full, yeah, um, and which is which is a great sort of, um, I guess, side effect of a ketogenic diet is people report feeling full, and people that have issues with eating a lot of food, they find they can really curb that and that might be one of the reasons why we have seen that drop-off in lean mass as well,
0: but overall I mean
1: the results are uh, a loss of fat is a loss of fat which is great and if you look at half a kilo in terms of a bolus of fat it's it's a lot, if you look at half a kilo of muscle it's small in terms of tissue space, but we really don't want to be seeing any loss of lean mass and you did gain some um, midway through and then you did lose some, so overall um, you know Sort of hit, no, no. Neither here nor there, really, in terms of results. But there was definitely some fat mass loss. and I, I dare say, if you had a kept up your calorie counting and you know you're looking at, you know, making sure that you're getting adequate protein with every meal, you may have been able to stave off that that catabolism there as well. So,
0: so I was using the benchmark. I'll just you know um, make sure i was still in ketosis. And yep, that was yeah, support, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I do my blood tests, yep, um, like once or twice a day, yep. and that was pretty much my figure coming into the end. Yeah. Um. So that's all the results so far. So. Realistically, what would be, I guess, what would be your summary of yeah, yeah. seeing this so far?
1: So I think overall we hadn't seen, and my my general hypothesis going in was that we would, depending on what your initial workup was like, and I knew I know obviously knew you were a fit guy and everything, so I thought there'd be min- minimal change in that period of time for someone who was already in such good shape. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of a bit of a pat on your back there, mate. But, for, but we Ray's drew, loving it. I, yeah, bet.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hope he's not watching. Um, But someone like Ray could obviously benefit because he is a little bit overweight. But um, the (laughs) the main thing really is looking at um, its application to different subject groups. And, you know, if you had someone who was diabetic or pre-diabetic who had, you know, a lot of weight to lose, whose um, fitness was poor, they were just starting a fitness program, they were looking at curbing their hunger, getting their eating under control, Mm -hmm. and then improving all their general blood blood chemistry and body composition, I think it would probably be a pretty good place to start. Okay. And then I guess, how did you find it? Did it, did it work for you in terms of lifestyle? Did, did it, was it mm. something that you could apply and, and, and fit into your life? Because I think that's such an important thing.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I think from a lifestyle point of view, because I intermittent fasted as well. So I was only eating between 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Okay. Roughly, yep. roughly yep. most days, yep. um, except for the bulletproof coffees in the morning. Yep. Um, so for me, that was actually quite good. Um, the foods, I was using it as like, for most of the time, like, you know, if you fit your macros or a flexible dieting where I was just trying to fit a certain calorie profile. Okay, yep. Um, and I found that quite good. The foods were easy to eat and they yeah. were good. Um, yep. and there was always ways to get around it on the road. Yeah, sure. Which is a big thing, isn't it? For Someone who's busy like yourself.
1: Yeah. Did you find like, did you feel hungry? Did you, or was it something that, was that a benefit for you that you, like everyone reports, you felt full and you could just keep pushing on?
0: Yeah, hundred yep. percent. So, definitely felt full. Yep. Um energy was good most of the time yeah except there was periods where i would just like crash during the day i'd ha- I actually just go sleep like yeah okay i just yep. crashed during the day and yep. i think that could have be been more to do with like overtraining yeah, as well okay yeah um especially with the volumes that i was doing yeah. um so outside oh, of that i think cognitive function yeah cognitive function is a good one in like like anecdotally could you report that you
1: felt uh, any sort of difference in mental clarity, um, you know, thought process, thinking, you know, general mood, happiness, anything that you would you would expect to feel better on a ketogenic
0: diet. So my reports with this, are, I think, like, how do you judge that? I think yeah, that someone, very subjective. Yeah, I think that somebody's outlook on life, and there's so many other variables have more to play. Yeah. Yep. Than just doing a keto diet. Yeah, sure. So yeah. I think it could potentially help, but are you getting enough rest? Yep. You know, are you happy? Yep. Are you, you know yeah, all these so There's a of lot things. of
1: variables in there to quantify that. Yeah. So I mean, look, we could use an outcome measure to look at your, you know, your state of mood and those types of things. But once again, it comes down to self-reporting. Mm-hmm. And then you know, if someone's you know been eating a particular way and then they switch to ketogenic diet and they notice this switch flick on and they feel mental clarity and stuff like that, that might be the same thing for one, but not for the next person. So. Yep. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting to get someone like yourself who's followed it to the letter and and hear their thoughts on it as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess looking at all of this and looking at the results, my my biggest summary so far is yes, it was easy to stick to. Yep. Yes, the food tastes good. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that performance was okay, provided that volume wasn't too high. Yeah. But I don't think that there was. A benefit to it, and yep. so why would you do something in less? It, it can only be detrimental? Yeah, yeah, it yep. can't be better. And even if you're carb back loading, but you're still doing something, and you're having a low carb diet or something like that, I just don't feel like for performance it could be better. But for someone who's like you said, they're starting from scratch, or you know, they're just like an exec that during the day and they're just yeah, you know, they it's whatever. It
1: difficult to eat and make good food choices, and you know. Are on the run all the time, then it could be a you know a, a, a more valuable way of eating. But, yeah, one hundred
0: percent. Yeah, look,
1: I, I yeah overall I think it's a really good summary, and they're the things that I think you need to think about when you're looking at subscribing or prescribing to a certain way of eating. Is can you repeat that day in and day out? Because yeah, rather than it being a diet and something we follow for twelve weeks, is it something you could do for life? Yeah,
0: know? yeah, one hundred percent. And I'll probably say no on that, although obviously some people have. Um, now the thing I didn't like about it is. I thought I would have got much better results. <laughs> so that's,
1: that's, that's the kicker, isn't it? Cosmetically, you weren't as beach, beach ready as you Nah, so
0: that's the crazy thing, because it's not the first time I've done dexes. I've done them for years, and it's kind of like, um, I, I know what to, obviously I'm getting older yeah, as well, so yeah. things get a bit harder, yeah. but I kind of know what to expect. And starting off the year with the baseline diet, and saying that we've dropped a lot of body fat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been up up.
1: as high as fifteen kilos on our system before. So I mean, you're you're potentially you know over four kilos down in terms of fat mass, but that is that. (laughs) We did measure you post Christmas bulk. Oh yeah. yeah, it was it was nuts. Where I went up by like a kilo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't think, um, you know, yeah, like if you're looking at your results in its entirety, the changes haven't been astronomical and obviously a little bit disappointing for you in terms of you you wanted
0: to be... It's been 6 months. Man, it's been 6 months. I yeah. should be like stage ready by now. For- oh, actually, I was stage ready. We did the keto CrossFit division, so Oh,
1: well, you would have won that.
0: You would have taken I, that. I did. Out. I won it. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, so that was cool. But um yeah, I thought I would have got better fat loss results. I definitely thought I would have been in the single percents, which I'm not. Yep. Um and that was probably the biggest let let down. Me to put in that much effort yeah. and yep. not to be there when just on a standard Diet. I feel like I probably would be down there, but who yeah, knows? Maybe yeah. my body's changed and it's an age yeah, thing and I as think well. Yeah.
1: If we look at all your sort of chemistry and your and your workup and things, I think for you, you're 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 someone who was poised. There's no real concerns there. I think you're someone. If this diet was to be particularly effective for that, we may have seen bigger improvements. But for yourself, it might it just mightn't be the okay. panacea for you, so to speak. But um, it would be interesting to follow you on your journey so far and see how. How Brendo's Brendo's biology responds to uh, different <laughs> different stimuluses. Um. So vegan. Yeah. Interesting. Um. I, I certainly applaud you for your uh, your ability to put yourself in these in these studies and, and do it wholeheartedly. Yep. Um. Look. Um. I, I'm I'm as uh, green as anyone on this, and I'm, I'm very interested to see how um you know your body progresses through the next stage. Um, and you know how things like performance and, and general physiology may change with taking meat completely out of your diet.
0: So I think the biggest thing I'm going to look at um, on this one is <laughs> test levels. Oh yeah, estrogen levels, testosterone okay, yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So you're avoiding your tofu. No, um, no. no.
0: <laughs> so this, okay, this is the thing with the vegan diet. Is everyone's like, oh, estrogen levels, soy, soy, soy. You know, yeah, you're going to stuff yourself yeah, up. Yeah. I'm gonna go the full thing, eating soy, eating TVP. I don't care, like Yay. soy milk. Yep. I'm gonna do the whole thing. Um, I was gonna avoid it, but then I'm like, dude, that kind of ruins the whole point yeah. of doing the test.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think if you're gonna do it, do it properly. And for us, it'll give us a really good idea of you know how your body responds to it. And then these are the things that we really want to monitor: are things like your estrogen levels, your testosterone levels. Um, yep. You know, your general body composition. You know, there's a lot of um, We get a lot of, um, uh, you know, sort of information or correspondence from vegans talking about visceral fat. So talking about animal fats and once they reduce that out of their diet, they lose weight. And you know anecdotally, I haven't seen, to be honest, I haven't seen it it really impact visceral fat. We have quite a lot Mm -hmm. of vegans come through as patients and you know, they're, they're like anyone else if they exercise. and you know, um, eat well. I, I haven't seen huge drops in visceral fat like, like they would expect. Sure. So it would be interesting to see how yours goes.
0: Yeah, that will be interesting, especially like, yeah, going from like low, you know, moderate protein. The protein, I think, will stay about the same, maybe yep. a little bit higher. Yeah. But then, yeah, shooting carbs up
1: quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I look, I'm all ears, mate. I'm really looking forward to this and uh, looking forward to
0: tracking you along the journey. It should be some good fun. Brett,
2: any questions? Yeah, we've got a nice big long question from uh, I saw that. Mick Harfield. Mick. Yep. Thank you. Um, G'day guys, really keen on the interviews since Alice, etc. etc. I'm not a bodybuilder, I'm uh, not a big guy, but I love training mainly cardio. Working hard on my weight training. Uh, big fan of numbers and data, loves his my zone, checks the numbers after every workout. Nice, yeah. Uh, excellent. What, would you, what would you recommend, i.e., test wise, for someone who's interested in a blood test that can help help me get a little, uh, little edge in the the fact of telling me what my body is lacking or needing more of? Yeah,
1: I think that's a great question. one's for um, you to answer. Yeah, by all means, we um, come in and see our doctor um, and going through that process is probably the best way to do it. Um, and then really, we, we just want to get a general snapshot of yourself. Um, and there's certainly always things that we can improve and I think we can add that to the other data that we've got. And we very much triangulate that data and um, use it in conjunction with some of our other measures to, to find out what we can optimize. And then we can work on things like nutrition. Um, we've got some pillars of health, things like sleep, nutrition, movement, all these things that um, can impact uh, the way you perform and things that you can change to optimise your performance. So by all means, we'd love to have you through. And um, yeah, it starts with a, a, a consultation.
2: Um Something I heard about in a in recent seminar was about free T3s, free T4s and things like that. Are they... Uh are they a
1: myth Is uh, um, who is that a question is it
2: yeah no it's just actually
1: coming off from now so talking about bloods and, and thyroid function oh and yeah so and, you know, I mean these are these are markers or... uh, uh, that are tested regularly as part of a you know a thyroid panel and, and they can have some clinical significance
0: for um, started to rain. The rain outside Jeez, we, sorry guys rain. we just thought that it was it's the started. microphones but it <laughs> just started, it's started to rain, rain. Yeah. we're in the metabolic measures van so it could be a bit tinny a little bit of yeah story.
1: yeah um, yeah, so look, look, certainly these as part of a clinical picture can have some significance for certain patients. Um, for other patients, they might just be, you know, um, fairly so-so. So mm-hmm. uh, once again, we use that as part of the symptomology. We look at, you know, what people are struggling with. Um, we look at optimal zones and where people should be. Um, and it's certainly, we, ha- we certainly have had patients that have needed optimizing in that area, and patients that need to go back to their GP because they need to have that investigated further.
2: Um, Kylie and Melissa Adams are a Keto novice in the house, interested to hear feedback from someone who's already very fit and uh, has a generally good diet, uh, she finds that
0: so bloody difficult. Kylie, uh, Kylie is keto already, I think, yeah, isn't she? Is,
2: she? she is keto yeah, she keto gave, I,
0: I, Yeah, I gave her some advice on using the blood testers because she was using the, she was using the P-Sticks, which are crap. Ah, okay. So yeah. don't if, if you're going to go keto, don't use the P-Sticks, they measure a different ketone and it's not what you want. The BHB is only in your blood, so you only want to use the blood testing. So using the blood. Others, they others, using don't work. Um, not, they don't work effectively, anyway. Um, so what was the actual question?
2: I'm um, interested in to hear feedback from someone who is already, already very and generally good with diet. Okay. I find it so
1: difficult. It's a nice wrap for you there, Brendo. <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you know anyone? Um, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a dog.
0: Um okay. So I quite enjoyed doing the diet, mainly because the foods were good. I enjoyed the intermittent fasting, which you can do anyway. I, I love bulletproof coffee. I loved all that stuff about it. Um, um as far as performance and results we've seen, I didn't get optimal performance or results. Although I did feel good most of the time. Um the thing which stings me with this is the, definitely the fat loss. <laughs> so
1: Brett purely cosmetically driven here. He wanted to be, He wanted to be in the budgie smugglers at summer looking. Uh, that's that's uh, it. it.
0: Brett to do a photo shoot. They had this whole thing planned out. How's gonna be like so shredded by now? <laughs> uh, nah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that it was easy to stick to. I think that the foods tasted great. I think if you probably have insulin issues or you're beginning, then it could be quite good for. Yep. If you're actually looking for performance, I and you're doing a lot of volume, and I don't believe that to be the right one. Information there, Brendo. I think that you're pulling too many tools out of your belt. If you're like a builder, is probably the best way to say. It. A good analogy. If you're a builder, and I can kind of steal this from Lane Norton actually, and you have all these tools in your belt, you may use like a main one once, but you know, sometimes you might want to pull other tools out. I feel like by doing a keto diet, um, you're pulling a lot of main tools out of your belt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Brent, Brendo the Builder. Yeah, well, that's a good analogy. That's yeah, a good absolutely. one. Hashtag Brendo the Builder. Just
0: put your plug back in, your PowerPoint. My PowerPoint? Oh, just make sure the battery doesn't go. Yes. Um, so keep on shooting through the questions, guys. Is there anyone else? That's, it. that's pretty much it. Um, is there anything that you wanted to wrap up with?
1: No, I think uh, all in all, a good N equals 1 study and I think um, it'll be good. Now we've got some baseline data for you uh, through the time. We'll be able to really sort of um, keep tracking you, keeping getting a good measure of you through time. and mm-hmm. Really, you'll be like the Harvard study, Brendo, this really big study that they did. And we can look at you over a lifespan and see how all these things have affected your health. And then we can go straight to, straight to the horse's mouth and get your take on it, which is a, is a great way for the fans to you know what? to tune in. Ten Talk. Talk Well, you could be up, you could have the hat backwards, and you could uh, <laughs> be packing out the auditorium, mate. but yeah, all in all, really interesting, and I'm um, looking forward to following you and uh, working with you on the next part of the journey.
0: Same, guys. So, same thing as normal. Metabolic measures. Make sure you get in contact with the guys. Um, I know I personally plug them a lot, and we do through Perth fan but by far, one of my favourite businesses. Like, there's nothing else which I think has everything that you can possibly get done, so if you want to know about yourself... Um, I couldn't recommend them enough, so make sure you um, do that. Um, again, same thing as last week, if we've had issues with some of the streaming, which it sounds like we have, don't worry, we're gonna upload it tomorrow, so that will be on iTunes, SoundCloud, and we will have the videos through our website as well, so go to perthfitfam.com.au. Um, any feedback is awesome, but until then, Brett, you wanna sign out with anything? We're done, guys. We're done, so vegan 12 weeks, I'm a uh, half a week in so far, Any questions, send them through, but stay tuned for more of the Perf Fitness scene to come.